All right, welcome to a very, very special podcast um, for meditation and action. So keep in mind that um, meditation and action means also living it as well. As we seek to, or not seek to, but welcome meditation in all aspects of our life, not just some studio or some place where we meet or gather or if we go and meet some guru or yogi or whatever right so we want to welcome it to our our entire life Uh, yesterday I had the pleasure of actually uh, meeting a beautiful soul she's a a beautiful soul Uh, and I mean that beyond um, any sort of complimentary aspect we met on a cosmic proportion which we're going to uh, keep to ourselves but it was very uh, beautiful uh, meaningful and um, fateful I guess you could say Um, cosmic if you want to call it and um, it was it was a wonderful experience, and we went through uh, in about a, a period of hour and a half in our discussions, which I hope she joins me for this podcast because I feel that her uh, inquisitiveness um, uh, will aid me and and those of you in perhaps hearing uh, uh, an angle uh, of it, which will contribute to a more dynamic conversation and course of this whole podcast. And the meditation and action course, which uh, I hope you do take, as it will aid you in all of these discussions. So, what is it that I would like to discuss today? It is something that has relevancy to me and a lot of those of you who engage in meditation, spiritual world, uh, cosmic studies, uh, quantum physics is another thing which I am not for. Uh, I can explain very, very, very clearly why that is, but that'll be another topic, okay? Um, and, um, and I'm going to, we're going to cover that uh, very, very clearly in another topic uh, of, a court, of a podcast. But for now, I would like to discuss something relative to me and uh, the lovely uh, young lady's encounters on that particular day. And, um, yeah, so the question is, is, uh, what does it mean to be empathetic or have empathy? or uh, And why do people who are very empathetic have a different, live a different life and have a different relationships and understandings that um, others don't seem to be able to comprehend? And this was also relative to the encounter me and um, this uh, lovely lady uh, had um, that night. And um, a lot of miraculous moments occurred that night as well. And a lot of revealing or revelation, spontaneous moments that are incomprehensible to even describe really in totality. Um, Or really, it's sort of like telling a joke that happened spontaneously I don't think it would be possible to recreate that true moment 
of this kind of humor, not like a stand-up comedy humor, but a, a humor that is um, quite different and miraculous and beautiful and spontaneous and so on. And so, as we went through this and uh, in relationship and relating and communicating, uh, so why is it that empathetic people, which anyone can be, of course, why do we experience the world differently? Uh, there's many of you that uh, will think you're because you force empathy and because you you say, oh, poor guy, or something like that, that, that means you, you're really empathetic. Or that uh, you're, um, you're, you believe that uh, empathy is something that is, is forced and, um, and that it is something that, is, uh, that occurs as a result of a reaction to the observation of something. Um, and, and, and being empathetic is not a reaction. In fact, uh, it, it has to do with uh, sensitivity. Uh, sensitivity to the present, uh, which cannot be contrived or, or recreated. Um, and it is not something that, you know, you know, one can just talk about over dinner or something like that and one can say, oh, poor guy, and then go off for the rest of the day and, and not really worry about it, which is what a lot of us uh, tend to do. And, and um, this emotion is not uh, sensitivity. Uh, this we will go into, uh, should you have that question, and, and should uh, this lovely uh, girl and I um, have this discussion we'll go into it uh, as well too hopefully she'll be able to remind me but um, so uh, emotion is not sensitivity and, and that is um, the distinction that must be clear and uh, empath is not empathetic people are not emotional or reactive and why do we seem to experience a lot of things like aggressive people which uh, occurred why do we seem to experience those situations where people are aggressive with us and there was no reason for their aggression towards us meaning there was no instigation there was no pre-conversation uh, uh, why do we experience aggression? Why do we, why are narcissists attracted to us? And why are so many narcissists sometimes in the belief that they are empathetic? I met someone, who I won't mention their name, but someone who was a narcissist who believed that they were empathetic or empath and wondered, well, why do I always seem to run in other narcissists? Well, there's... There is the other thing, which is, you know, we, we um, those that we uh, reflect as, or similar as, we find. And why is that? You know, yesterday it was very rare for me. This doesn't occur for me that much. I know a lot of people are probably 
wondering, but I meet um, most of the time the same people. Um, it's um, it's very um, it's something that is not perceived uh, unless understood why. Um, most people are the same, and and yesterday was the first time in a while that I met someone that had no barriers, uh, no um, guard up, or um, a a premeditated uh, behavior in circumstances, and was very open and welcome, and so the conversation went beautifully. It went uh, effortlessly, seamlessly. Uh, without any conflict, any distortion, any confusion whatsoever. And uh, listening and all, all of those uh, took place. And so, but honestly, that rarely happens. And I meet so many people daily. In fact, people come up to me to talk to me. Uh, some to tell me their problems. I don't know why they come up to me and do it, but they do. Um, but rarely do I meet uh, someone without uh, distortion and uh, uh, a clear energy, I guess you could say, a clear path of energy or just no hindrances. That's the better way to put it. Uh, energy is not uh, a, a path direction thing. So, why is it, you know, there's so many uh, that, you know, will say, oh, you know, uh, I, you know I'm, I'm into all the spiritual and the empath, you know, uh, empathetic and, and I'm sensitive and, and I love the universe and I want to see the cosmos and I'm related to the cosmos. How much money do you make? What do you do again? Well, what is it that you do again? Um, the topic of this is in, and I don't want to put down anyone down, but but um, the material conversation of this, which is just for entertainment purposes, is not the actual. Um, and this is something we must be very very careful of because there are people out there, particularly narcissists. Narcissists are people that you will meet, that pretend to be they are everything that you are about. Uh, you're like, oh, uh, I love flowers. Oh, me too, I love flowers. Let me show you something. Uh, oh, um, uh, uh, I, I, um, I, I, I uh, want to save the world. You know, this is something narcissists will say. Yeah, man, I'm all about saving the world, uh, which is absurd. Uh, the more one externalizes themselves or materializes their connection uh, with the external world in the superficial sense of the mind for example if you are superficial you're also very material you're superficial towards your material consciousness around you and so the part of the mind which is superficial associates itself to that which is material. Part of why the secret was so popular. 
And I'm so happy that the lovely lady had no clue about the secret because a lot of people who have been manipulated by the secret are just playing into the sort of projectionism, Satanism style of anti-spirituality and materialization of wealth or success or business or some sort of you see a lot of the businessmen on youtube talk about it and they're like yeah i did this and this worked and etc etc oh the all the flies you love me too how about <laughs> how about some birds right now <laughs> all right and so all the businessmen are attracted to this and they're into this sort of material spirituality. I mean, spirituality has nothing to do with materializing uh, uh, money or wealth or, or becoming successful and so on and, and uh, all of this. If that occurs, that's different. If people find you funny because you're being yourself then you're being yourself it's not that's a completely different thing so don't let that confuse you but when there's a motive when there's a projection when there's a preconceived direction which one seeks or guides themselves to then that is that implies manipulation that implies first the manipulation of oneself to believe something then, which is programming, then implies also to manipulate others around you when some things don't work, which is to try to make it work somehow. You know, uh, say certain things, always be positive, and that's not possible. A healthy mind does not have a singular state of being because that is not spontaneity must flow must be water must flow there must be flow there must be action there must be observation sen sensitivity not rigidness to be sensitive means not rigid and those who are sensitive by laws of biology are victims to by those who are controlling manipulative who wish to have that and manipulate that na sometimes naivety sometimes the youthfulness of it the narcissist the narcissist which is one step from psychopath which becomes careless and isolates themselves sees others as just a form of use in attaining something, in materializing wealth. They become concerned with money and wealth and matter, and they become a psychopath. Sure, that's not the same psychopath you see in the movies, because the movies, because a psychopath is not possible to portray in a movie, unless the person playing has insight. But it's, you cannot portray the actuality of it it's very difficult because it, the whole aspect is to not show is to manipulate is to not be external and so uh, those of us who are sensitive 
will run into those a lot. And uh, we have to be extra vigilant. There must be vigilance. Because those without the energy, which are low, functioning off of the biological, chemical energy, have no energy in actuality. And so the energy is so low. And sometimes they direct whatever. Because when one is sensitive, one is very open. One doesn't stick to a particular environment. They don't just always go here because here is safe. The people around them are the same. Oh, you're all the same like me. You study the same thing. You teach the same uh, courses or whatever, right? And so on. Oh, you're the same. You're all the same. Good. Well, let me go here because... Everybody here is the same. But one that is sensitive and truly outgoing and truly living is not bound by distance, space, or any of that. And so then one which is empathetic, truly sensitive, observant, and sometimes welcoming, but not welcoming in the sense of... um, Yes, please come my way. But it's, uh, it's an unfortunate thing that those who do live isolated lives tend to go towards the most that are welcoming, which means energy, which means uh, compassion, which is the irony that those who are by the biological law of our crocodile brain or the primitive brain, whichever one, uh, the aggressor or the violence or the narcissist or the, the psychopath or the, or the sick or will go towards those which are the most compassionate or sensitive or naive or youthful. The irony. And so on the contrary, those which are sensitive, emp- empathetic, experience aggression, experience this. And Unfortunately, in normal perception, we think that one can just debate this or have a discussion or tell someone, hey, stop, and they will stop. But that is not the case. Unfortunately, for the people that are in this state of cognition or mind, they are bound by something that is controlling them. They're not free. They're not free minds. So those minds which are not free, they are not in control of what they're doing. They are victims to their own sort of biological parasitism, which causes their reactions to form actions that are uh, directed in harm, harm towards themselves or harm towards the other which is the same thing same uh, same internal factor but of course externally is presented in different form but the internal factor is the same thing and so these uh, people who have gone 
into this using using people narcissism uh, and so on well who are they are they going to be able to prey on people like themselves of course not they're going to prey on those that are less aggressive not violent and so one who is empathetic one who is truly sensitive must be vigilant must be aware perceptive and and one will be when it's one is sensitive one can see it happening one can see it occurring one is aware one is perceptive one can sense that darkness or that that internal sickness being directed towards oneself there is no surprise however unfortunately one must still be vigilant in the sense that one cannot see pacifism as the solution pacifism is the devastation of action it, unfortunately pacifism does not solve problems being peaceful does not mean that one does not defend themselves or does not take a stand or stand their ground or call out someone you know the other day i was overhearing a conversation and as spontaneously sometimes i like to butt in <laughs> and say a word or two <laughs> just cuz it's not harmful we're communicating with human beings if you take offense you take offense oh well that's your problem go away <laughs> keep going if that's if that's your issue and i observed what most people do with their friends and many of you do this most of you probably do this um you say i really want to support my friend and then you're gossiping to your other friends and you're not talking with the person in question so you're not really solving a problem or getting anything done what you're doing is is you're talking about someone not to say behind their back not maliciously but you're not solving any problem here and you're creating all of these things in your head that you don't know because you don't know what the person's actual comprehension of their situation is versus what the actual situation is in truth some pe- times people that are going through the, most of the time actually when people are going through a condition or problem they actually are unaware of why and they'll say things they'll point things out observe whatever they think they're observing but they're not understanding it because obviously the problem is there still so the understanding is not as simple as that so instead of being truthful and 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 inquisitive and inquiring and 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 not being supported do not be supported If something is false, you do not support the false. You're going to support someone's destruction, self-destruction, error, which could be detrimental. 
We're not saying you bought in and seek to control this person. Don't fall to that extreme as well. But, be but being perceptive and sensitive and observing and looking and, and seeing and inquisitive and understanding beyond what someone says, beyond the words, because as we've already said, those struggling with, with a problem don't actually observe their own problem truthfully. Thus, one can, one, thus the other can observe the other, the, op the other, I don't want to say opposite, but the other more truthfully than they themselves. This is 100%. But don't think because, you, you, because that's always the case that now you are capable of perceiving your friends in a truthful manner. Of course not. One must inquire, observe, validate, see if it is so. See, inquire. You may be right. Your hunch may be right. Your intuition might lead you directly to the solution. But inquire, find out. Not concluding, not preconceiving. And because you are concluding and preconceiving, you're talking to your friends about it and coming up with all sorts of different stories and narratives on the situation. And you're taking what your friend is saying and your friend has absolutely zero clue. They're taking, they don't know. They're just saying, oh yeah, well it's probably, you know, I spoke to the psychologist and, you know, I read this magazine and, you know, I, I'm a psychologist or whatever. And neither of you are really inquiring. <laughs> neither of those of you in this scenario inquire. And you're being supportive of something. And you're saying, I don't want to... I want, to, I, I want them to, to, to be supportive of them. I'm trying to be supportive of them. But I, I think they're messing up and ruining their life. You know. Don't ever be supportive of someone. And I know that seems like, well... Well, well that, that, means, uh, uh, means I don't, that means I'm not... That means I'm... It doesn't mean to not... Uh, <laughs> um, it doesn't mean that you do not aid someone positively or, or with being there for them. There's a difference between being there for someone and being supportive. You can't really be there for someone if you're just supportive because that's just, oh, good, you're doing good. Go, uh, you're the best. Go, run. <laughs> and you're not there. You're not there for them. That's what this means. So being supportive does not mean to be there for them. So be there for them, not support. Because if we are aware, and it is true, irrefutably, that when someone has a problem and something they are going through, most of the time, generally, they are unaware of what the problem is. So whatever they are feeling, whatever the reason, the conditions, reactions they are going through, if you support this, what happens? Are you solving a problem? Do you think if you support them, they're going to solve the problem? Or the ego will get the best of them and they're going to just follow through and do exactly that and make that same mistake. Which is what happens. Almost all the time. Same pattern. Same routine pattern. Different 
outcomes of pain or hurt or confusion or disruption. So why? Why support that? Why continue the cycle? Your friends may hate you. You say, oh, but I don't want no one to hate me. I don't want them to hate me. I want everyone to like me. Then you're a narcissist. Because it is impossible to be liked by everyone unless you're fake. It's impossible. Because inevitably, the truth or will, will someone will be upset. Someone will be distraught. Someone will be uh, boiling because one is touching upon the very subject that is near to their emotions. So they may react as a result. And the emotion and the reaction will pop out. And they're going to be angry with you, upset with you, whatever it happens, right? And so on. So it is impossible if one lives a truthful life or an honest life, a sincere life, that uh, there won't be challenge, not conflict. If you perceive every interaction with human beings as a conflict, as a, as a fight, every interaction, then you're not up for the challenge. See this. Verbally, of course, it's, it makes it's it's almost not possible. But in actuality, if one sees every interaction as some every every challenge is some form of conflict, right? Then you're not up for the challenge. If you see the challenge as a conflict, that means you're perceiving something which is a challenge. As, oh, it's a, it's a fight. It's a war. Oh, this is the way me and my father argued. This is the way me and my mother argued. This is the way me and my brother argued. Oh, repeat the same pattern. Same pattern, same pattern, same pattern, same pattern. And you're back in the same cycle of repeating. The same behaviors, same conditions, same encounters, same meetings with same people same relationships with the same people meaning uh, one falls in love sometimes with the same person so, oh you're like my boyfriend before it got crazy <laughs> I hope you don't go crazy too <laughs> and when we support and feed the ego what happens if we support and feed the ego which is what we do what happens? Does that ever come to bite us back? It does. Does it not? There is no one singular state of being. This may not relate and connect and you're going to say, well, what does this have to do with it? He's so random. No, I'm, I assure you I'm not random. As we've already said, and if you've taken the course, this conversation, these conversations are not linear. 
and know they are not running around in circles. We are observing the entirety of something. And we are saying, what is action, sensitivity, being truly empathetic, not, a, not this whole empath, I'm an empath, I can see the universe, I can see, I can see, I could see frogs tickling themselves from a mile away. None of that. <laughs> Although there is a sense to it, but it's not that. That's table talk. And then one goes and says, how much money do you make? Oh, that's a great conversation. I like it too. So when are we going to um, go spend a million dollars? Oh, okay. It's good. <laughs> So listen carefully. There is no one state of behavior or being. There is no such thing as a state of behavior or being. This is irrefutable. It, being spontaneous. Things are occurring. Unpredictable. Unknown. Unpredictable. Unknown. There is no preparation. If you surround yourself in an environment that's always the same, then you're going to always say, Hi, how are you doing? How's everything? Is that great? Good. Coffee? What you want? Order? Good. Take a two. One? Three? Okay, great. It was good to see you. I hope you like your food. Thanks. Wow. Then you're going to, of course, have the same predictable conversation. But if one is truly living spontaneously, sensitive, observation, then, then life won't be predictable. It won't be boring. You may meet a lot of the same people. And that's an unfortunate thing. People are becoming very much the same nowadays. There may be some of you listening, but do not take it to heart. Take it to some awareness that perhaps you're going down a route that is perhaps predictable that you're imitating, you're copying, you're not being yourself, you're just imitating. You're not spontaneous, you're not responsive. You're not observing, you're not, act there's no action according to the present, but there's a premeditated behavior. Every time you see someone smiling or something, you're like, oh, what are you smiling about? Or, wow, why is this guy so engaging? He talks to me, this is really weird, he must want some money from me. Wait a second. Who is this guy? He wants money? What does he want? He's trying to sleep with my girlfriend. You know, all those kinds of things. Which is, the mind is pre-meditating, reacting, not living, not saying, hmm, let's observe, inquire, what is the situation? What is this moment? not observing, not sensitive, not perceptive of the present, which means the action is not going to be what I thought of in the past or what was thought about, which means the action is going to be now. The word action means now. It is not react, reaction. That is completely different. Action and reaction are completely different in actuality. No action can be repeated the same way twice. Period. End of discussion on that topic. 
no action can be repeated twice otherwise it is just a recorded memory and a reaction and if you've taken the course this is very obvious you're not going to be able to this isn't a, a sport where you're throwing the same uh, ball into a same distance same a defensive team or the movements the same limitations of a box or a square and the limitations are there and then of course those actions will be repetitive that's that's a mechanistic but not all action is capable not all action especially the ones in living life not routine pattern sport entertainment life or games and so on in life in actuality no action can be carried over and there are many people who are like well yeah you know well you know there's a way to like calm down babies and stuff like that oh i assure you try that over and over again with a dog with some dog or some be a dog trainer and, and see and do the same thing and you will get bit you will get bit inevitably you are going to lose a finger or something right it, 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 it cannot it cannot one cannot program this and one, if one lives by this then there's no spontaneity there's no learning there's no doing which is new and there is no miraculous or beautiful moments that occur they don't happen they won't happen And people say, yes, I've had some beautiful moments. No, if you've truly seen, truly seen what we're talking about here, you will see that unless one lives spontaneously, not controlling where they go, the direction, how things work, should I do, should, I should be this way, I should do this, I should control, 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 as all the gurus and all the new YouTube conversations are if you cannot control your mind you are you are going to run a muck these people are so unintelligent so so unintelligent and they've made their minds unintelligent and dull through the very process which they're making money off of you And some of you are like, yes, I have to control. Just think even logically, reasonably. Think of all the things going on in the day and all the things around you, all the situations, everything around you. Do you really think you can control? If your emotions take over a reaction, anger, 
you are not capable of controlling the anger until the anger passes, until the temporary facet of the anger passes, in which that time frame one might do something hurtful to themselves or another. Because the very anger came from the desire to control or the, the conflict within oneself that the other, that the control, that they could not control the other. The anger came about as a result of control. Because one couldn't control someone or certain circumstance, then unsatisfaction occurred. Conflict within oneself, insecurities, uncertainties, oh, I'm not good enough, I guess. Uh, or people just won't do what I say. The anger came about as a result of the very thing you're told not to do, told to do. Whether the anger was directed within oneself, or if you're a man and you're primarily, generally a man, you direct the anger externally. But the same uh, inward factor is occurring. Same factor internally is occurring. Anger is seeking to control. It's obvious. If you need a psychologist to, to tell you your brain, which you can observe yourself, observe it yourself entirely, entirely better than any supercomputer can do, better than any uh, silly testing uh, analysis or whatever, because you are in yourself, you are yourself, you are the present state which is you, which is constantly in spontaneity, in the present. That none of those things, nobody else can tell you exactly your state. It's not possible. The psychologist will not be able to do it. If you need the psychologist, if you need the guru, if you need, if you need to follow someone for the rest of your life and, and, and you will just be following someone for the rest of your life and then when they die or they decide to leave you, you go, oh no. You will fall apart. We're not saying there's no communion and talking together and getting together and discussing these things. That is different. Because we are observing, we're not saying you don't know anything. This is all you, this is in you, this is you, this is us, we're discussing us, discussing you. We're not talking about exclusions. This is the human condition. The only distinction is those that are aware and those that are not. That's the only distinction. Not difference, distinction. The gurus, yogis will mislead you. They will lie to you. They will profit off of you to make millions so they could wear their Rolex watches. They can have their sex servants. 
or for some other manipulation of selling some sort of a self-help some sort of a game some agenda we're not saying now everyone that's going to sell you a book or something is trying to manipulate you but one must be aware when it is an agenda when it is a manipulation and every time there is a manipulation the manipulator says you're not intelligent enough to think on your own you're going to need me entirely Look, I have some fancy words for you. I've put some grammar together. <laughs> I hope you like it. And that is a problem. Because it is these people who have made their minds dull. And one chooses or not chooses but one is attracted to this because the guru says well what do the people want to hear oh the people want to hear that they're going to be able to turn any matter into a, a gold oh really you mean tell me I'm going to be able to turn anything into gold if I think hard enough about it So does that mean that all this time those of us who are thinking about peace haven't been ab just able to achieve it by thinking about it? What if we all thought about it? Would that achieve it? Or does that mean that no one's really thinking about peace because we're not projecting it? It's very simple. If you are predicting predictable in your life and you're going every same scenario, and one must understand that you're in life, you're going to deal with the challenges. And some challenges you're going to deal with and you're going to get uh, um, it's more sensitive throughout each encounter, situation. Should one not be reactive now one is going to deal with the challenges and one must be okay you cannot one cannot escape and run away every time then you're not living you're not learning and you're saying to yourself I don't want to make another mistake I don't want to be hurt in this scenario Therefore, I will not live because this will cause me pain. And in escape of pain, one denies living. And there is no present. 
the mind is not learning the relationship is limited and one only seeks those that are going to tell them what to hear what they want to hear right oh I'm going to talk only with that person who's not going to say anything that will cause me pain oh who is that guru he's telling me what I want to hear and the guru says ah I found some people who this is what they want to hear how do I make money off of this and the cycle repeats we date or are in relationship with people who tell us what we want to hear because of the truth well because we are so afraid of pain and being hurt and being in face with the truth and then someone comes and and is cares for us no this person doesn't care for me I'm going to go to the person who tells me what they want to hear and then the mind says well why am I never finding anyone that doesn't care for me because in the escape of fear one doesn't find anyone that is going to what one is attracted to only that which will sustain the pain and the fear and then that person is going to just manipulate and and tell you what you want to hear to be with you or to use you or uh, get their energy from you or uh, whatever their purpose or use is and then they'll discard you and then you're going to be really hurt then you're going to be devastated you're going to be tremendously hurt and then those which cared which truly said I care or well this is what we must do this is the, the let's take this on the mind which is only which is escaping pain uh, which is uh, es escaping this uh, uh, being hurt the pain of hurt uh, says no you're trying to manipulate me you're the one misleading me and this is what takes place in repetition there is no variation to this this is a predictability this is the factor of the condition of the existence which we have carved out for ourselves in the current consciousness our current consciousness is routine predictable yes but everybody is different oh if that was the case then why does it not really show yes but we're human our experiences are pretty relative 
repeating the same thing over and over again, not being aware and learning from it, does not mean you're being human. It means robot. It means you are adopting a robotic, a patternized way of existence. And living by a robotic, patternized, predictable way of existence is not being human or living. What is truly to be living? And till next time.